Well, praise God. I know it's nine o'clock. I know it's early. I know some of you are hungover, but why don't you just take five seconds, give Jesus a shout of praise in the house for, for what He did. Can I just say, I, I, I came to New Zealand and beyond as a speaker, but as a, as a delegate, I received so much from heaven this week, just in my own heart, in my own life. And, uh, you know, sometimes you can go to a conference and you preach and you, but, but I didn't, just, I, feel, I feel like I, I'm heading home with so much more than I came with. And, and I just want to thank you, Pastor Tark and Pastor Adrian, for having a vision for this nation. And, uh, and I think we're all better. I think the body of Christ in New Zealand is better uh, because of your leadership here in this church. I think when people think of this church, it's stable. There's integrity in the soul of this church. And I think anyone that comes to Church Unlimited, you are, you're in a safe church. Uh, I'm not saying your pastor is particularly safe spiritually. I, he's a wild man in the Holy Ghost but He'll always point you to Jesus. This is a clean house. You're part of a great church. And I, I, I know it's been said, but I think in every session, something needs to be said that, that, that your pastors are a gift from God to New Zealand, but God must love you to put you under leadership like them because God knows that my people are under leadership like me. And, uh, and you are highly favoured of God. <laughs> My people are confused and generally, generally just worried. Uh, but, but you're part of a great church and I have always, always loved uh, the opportunity to come and minister here. Uh, I, I feel like Pastor Tark has believed in me a lot earlier than a lot of other people did. And, and I remember I'd come and preach in West Auckland. At, there's another church that would invite me and my dad would always go, you need to go and meet Pastor Tark. And so I'd come over and have a meeting in the office. And I remember the first time they invited me to come, I spoke at a youth camp in here, which I know how to spell here. It's an acronym. Nice girls always run under a wharf and here I am. That's how you spell it. Nice girls always run under a wharf and here I am. That's how you spell here. What a useless piece of information. And, uh, but, but, Pastor, but then Pastor Tark, let me preach here on the Sunday night. I remember it was like, man, what, a, what an honour. And the honour is just as much today uh, because this church is just a Pentecostal well of revival in this nation. And I honour the Barners, even the Tollies. And uh, I thank God for them. Can we thank God for our pastors today? And... Uh, Somebody say this after me, say, I'm not gonna leave this place the way that I came in Jesus' Name because the Holy Ghost of Acts is still the same. Do you believe that this morning? One more time, clap your hands and give God glory. (laughs) I gotta preach, I gotta preach. So sit down. Thank you, Sister Keyboard. I appreciate that. You're amazing. God bless you. Luke chapter 1. What a conference. Last night, I mean, I, my skin was barely keeping me in last night. It, it, it was like this close to my skeleton leaping out of my skin and just doing laps around the building. I, it got in my feet at one point. I went for a run, but I realised I had nowhere to go. <laughs> I ran that way and I thought if I kept running, I was going to be at the exit. I would have just gone home. Luke chapter 1. Korabasha kaparanda. 
Oh, Jesus, man, it feels, there's something in the waters of this church. You might be visiting this morning and going, I'm looking for a church to join. My advice to you is look no further, join this one. And if you join today, you only have to tithe 8%. It's a, it's a special <laughs> post-conference deal. But if you don't start tithing till next week, it goes back. Luke, Luke, <laughs> ah, nine o'clock. Only real Christians come at nine o'clock. You know, the Holy Ghost didn't fall at 11 in the book of Acts, he fell at nine. So if you go to the 11, you miss out. You're just gonna walk around, what meaneth this? Anyway, Luke chapter one, Father, I need your help. Uh, Really a lot, thank you, amen. Luke chapter one, verse 26. This is not a Christmas sermon, but it has some Christmas themes. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favoured one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. I do believe that the manner of greeting probably did need some consideration. And, uh, and the Bible goes on to say, uh, then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favour with God. And behold, you'll conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Aren't you thankful for Jesus? Aren't you glad that Jesus is alive and moving? You shall call His name Jesus. He will be great. He'll be called the Son of the Highest and the Lord God will give Him the throne of His father David who will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of His kingdom there will be no end. Governments come and go. Political parties come and go. Kings and queens, they come and go. But there is one kingdom that is unshakable. There is one kingdom that's unmovable. There is one kingdom that's unstoppable. And it's the kingdom of the living God. You and I are part of the kingdom of God. (laughs) Glory to God. Father, help me in the name of Jesus. Lord. I'm just so excited about I'm, I'm still I'm still getting over conference. I'm I'm in a lot of trouble. Let's just declare that New Zealand beyond you don't need to start another conference past attack. Let's just continue it today. Today's welcome to the session 47 of New Zealand and beyond. Mary said to the angel, this is so important. Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I do not know a man? I don't believe we need any lessons in biology. We understand what she is saying this morning. She says, how can this be since I do not know a man? The angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow. If you've got an old King James, the angel says, the Holy Ghost will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative has also conceived a son in her own old age and is now in the sixth month for her who was called barren for with God, somebody say, for with God, nothing will be impossible. And Mary said, behold, the maid servant of the Lord, let it be me according to your word. Mary says to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel says to her, the Holy Ghost will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Mary, I'll I'll, I'll even get it a bit shorter. Mary says to the angel, how? And the angel says, the Holy Ghost. For every how that you have, there's a Holy Ghost. 
I don't know how big your how is, but what I do know is the Holy Ghost is bigger. You might be sitting here today. How, how, am, I, how am I gonna see the breakthrough I'm believing God for? The Holy Ghost. How am I gonna see my family come to Jesus? The Holy Ghost. That's why it's so important. You talk about all the highlights of the conference, all the great meetings, everything that God did. Don't underestimate that one of the most significant things that happened was Pastor Sam going into the room with the intermediates, praying for 25 kids, getting them baptised in the Holy Ghost. How are we gonna see the future of this church continue? The Holy Ghost. How are we gonna see the revival we're believing for? The Holy Ghost. How are we gonna see that miracle that you're believing God for? The Holy Ghost. Mary says, how? The angel says, the Holy Ghost. I, I do believe that we need the Holy Spirit in our walk with God more than ever. The Bible says in Acts 10, 38, that God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power. Now, Jesus was the Son of God. He was God the Son. But He modelled to us in kenosis. He emptied Himself of all of His eternal glory. And He operated like you and I. I mean, He had access to the power of God. He could have switched into that at any time. But He modelled to us the supernatural life. That if we want to see miracles, we've got to be anointed by the Holy Ghost. If we, if we want to see chains come on people's lives, we've got to be anointed by the Holy Ghost. And this story of Mary being pregnant and giving birth to Jesus, oftentimes we just preach this around Christmas time. And of course, it's important, the incarnation, the, 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 the miracle of Christ's birth, but we also can look at it at any time of the year and recognise it's actually one of the most powerful miracles in the entirety of Scripture. Jesus born supernaturally by God. And, and I, I read this story and what jumps out at me is that this miracle, although an unusual miracle, this miracle is the answer to a problem. And the, the problem on earth is a problem of sin. The one thing I've noticed, I'm yet to find a miracle that doesn't have one ingredient in common all the way around, is every miracle that I see, generally, there's one common denominator and that is a problem. You might be sitting here. So if we wanna talk about the ingredients in a miracle, one that I can think of every time is a problem. Well, I've got this back problem. Fantastic. That's the first thing. If you need a miracle today, you might say, I've got a problem. Fantastic. I'm glad you have a problem because it, the ingredient of every miracle that I read about is a problem. There's not a miracle in Scripture. I, I can't see a problem. Oh, well, well, Jesus' birth. Well, there was a problem. Man sinned, needed a Redeemer. We needed to send Jesus. God needed to send Jesus to the earth. But problem solved. You might be here today. And you need a miracle. In this story, we actually see the journey of the miraculous and how a miracle is born. In this case, Jesus is that, is that miracle. But in general, we need to bring to birth the impossible. We need to see miracles happen. And so I wanna give you a few thoughts today, maybe just uh, maybe four or five, depending on, on how well three goes. But I, I, I wanna talk today about how miracles are born. I wanna give you four thoughts if you, if you can write these down because I, I believe they're important. And the first one, I'm actually super excited to preach because the, 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 the illustration that I wanna give has a lot of meaning for me specifically with this church. And, 
And, and so I wanna open up the first thing we see on how miracles are born. If you need a miracle, this is so important. And that's the power. Number one, declaration. I know you know that this church declares everything. And can I say, you might sit here and go, oh, Pastor Tark's declaring again. Uh, don't ever be casual with those declarations. I, I actually think Pastor Tark, one day I'm looking forward to the book of declarations by Pastor Tark Barner. I'll take that home and shout grace. My kids are naughty these days. Grace, 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 grace. Because either that or, you know. <laughs> you're, not allowed to, you're not allowed to smack your kids in New Zealand, are you? No, you are in Australia. So if your kids misbehave, just, just, just say, we're going to the Gold Coast. <laughs> that's, why, that's why all these Kiwis keep moving to Australia, because they've got naughty kids. I know what we're going to do about this. I was smacked as a child on the, on the behind. And I do suffer with a long-term condition. It's called respect for other people. It's a, it's a real challenge. It's a challenge. It's a challenge. Pray, pray for me. I gotta stop. I gotta stop. This is on the internet. Oh gosh. Verse 28. The angel appears to Mary and he declares this to her. Having come in verse 28, the angel says to her, Rejoice, highly favoured one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, highly favoured and blessed. He says, you're highly favoured, you're blessed, you need to rejoice in it. In other words, he, <coughs> in order to get this young girl to a place of faith, to be receptive to the miracle that God wanted to do in her and through her, he says to her, firstly, you're blessed and you're highly favoured. A lot of us as, as the household of faith, we need to realise that we are blessed and we're highly favoured. We're the head, not the tail. We're above and not beneath. We're full of power by the Spirit of God. He says rejoice, jump for joy, celebrate. The word rejoice means literally to spin around under the influence of violent emotion. You've got you to grab hold of this, Mary, and understand that you're blessed. You're supernaturally favoured. God's hand and God's grace is upon. Some of us, we come to God and, and we come to God almost hat in hand. Like, oh God, I, I don't know what kind of day you're having, but if you see fit to include me in your thought process, we got to walk in. No, and it's not arrogance. It's just you walk in as a child of God. Pastor Tark's office here at church. I'm not going to just barge into his office one day, get a, get a reverend, open his fridge and see if there's anything in there that I'd like. And maybe a Diet Coke, maybe a Pepsi. Hopefully there's no whiskey, but I, I don't... <laughs> I will never know. I wouldn't open his fridge. But what I, what I do know uh, is that uh, if, uh, if Emma or Zach wanted to walk into that, that office, they don't need, there's a whole different level of access that they have. It's not arrogance to, 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 to all of us, his pastor Tark, to them, his granddad. And that comes with a whole different freedom to walk in. When it comes to God, I can walk in. I don't have to make an appointment. I can open the door. I can go into the fridge of God's blessing. Why? Because He declares over me that I'm blessed and highly favoured. I've been saying to our church over and over and over, blessing. I, I get our church to declare this. So put it on social media. What is blessing? Highly favoured, empowered to prosper, impossible to curse and anointed to win. We're blessed. You know, the Apostle Paul, 44 times in Scripture, he uses this term in Christ. 
What a, what a position that we sit in. You and I are in Christ in a, in a fixed position in Him. Some of you sit here and go, well, I'm in pain. Yes, you are, but just don't forget that you're also in Christ. Well, I'm in depression, but don't forget that you're also in Christ. And greater is He that's in you than He that's in the world. Declaration. I said it at conference, but I just want to take a little minute to spend a bit more time to tell you. Pastor Tark came and preached for us just before the pandemic sort of uh, happened. He, it was like very late in 2019. And, and to be honest with you, I've never been in a meeting where Pastor Tark had preached before. I'd preached in the church here, seen the fruit of his ministry and you heard all the great reports and sometimes I'd catch running with fire on, on Christian TV, on the Australian Christian channel. So I'd heard him preach, but I'd never seen him lead the church in a declaration. Comes into our church and for whatever reason, by the Holy Ghost, he just had a I don't, I don't even know how, how, how we came to know that that was on my mind. And I'm not trying to act like it was a word of knowledge or, or what it might have been. I just don't fully remember. But what I do remember is you've got your uh, LED screen here. We have, we have one similar. And, and, uh, and, but behind that, that wall in our church is a big block of land that we have needed for a long time. So he just gets our church to shout grace five times to it. And I remember shouting grace. And you know, the older saints, they're all like, yeah, they're all in. Some of the younger people are kind of, but I just knew God as, as that was happening. I knew God was saying to me, this is a very, very, very serious moment. Don't, don't play around with some grace, 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 grace. Five times we shouted grace. My wife's office happens to have a window that overlooks that, uh, that piece of land. So I got a permanent texture and I've written grace all over a window and, and someone cleaned it off. So I went back and wrote grace again. <laughs> but can I show you a quick photo? Uh, so at the front here is our church and we have no car parking space at all. So we actually park all on the streets and down the sides and, and, and basically where that moon thing is behind it, we're parking down here on the mound. Behind our church, see that building that has like three different uh, sawtooth roofs? Um, that's got 76 car parks. It's a big gym. And that photo probably doesn't give the impression of quite how big our church building is. It's, it's not as, as big as this, but it's, a, it's still a fairly big church. So that's a big building next door. And for 40 years, they had tried to get it. And, and we declared grace to it, grace to it, grace to it, grace to it, grace to it. Now, every other story Pastor Tark tells, these churches say grace to it, and the next day it just drops. Well, it wasn't quite that quick for us, but the next morning, one of our staff rang the owner of the building, and after 40 years of saying, I'm not selling it, I'm not selling it, he met with us. It took a little while, but in, the, in, in mid-2020, I just can't remember if it was 2021 or 2022. I think it was 2021. It was 2021. In, the, in mid, in, so for our faith offering in June 2021, it was, it was like, it seemed impossible. But on the 30th of June 2021, that piece of land became ours because of what's on this house and on your pastor. Five declarations, grace, 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 grace. Let, don't underestimate one word from God. Don't underestimate a word from heaven. And I'm so grateful and, and I need you, there's still one little extra bit for that miracle that I can't talk about because of the internet. If that wasn't on, I'd tell you all about it. But, but, but we, need, we, need, we need 
one more breakthrough and then we're in full, full, full possession of our miracles. So I might need Pastor Tark to come back and we need to shout some grace to it. Grace, favour, money, provision. But he says, rejoice, the Lord is with you. The second thing, I, I, I'd spend a bit more time, but I, I, I get taken to Deuteronomy 28. The Bible talks about all these blessings shall overtake you. God declares this over us. I, 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 think, I think if we could, you see, this is what faith does. Faith doesn't just believe in, in God. Faith believes God. And it doesn't mean we go from believing in God to believing God. It's like we add believing God. So we always believe in Jesus. Yes, we believe in Him, but we also believe Jesus. We believe that He's got something for us. I think I said it in one of the sessions, faith puts no limitations on God, but God puts no limitations on faith. Number two, so there's declaration. Number two, there's promise. In this story, verse 31, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. I love that. He'll be called the son of the highest. He'll reign over the house of Jacob forever. Of his kingdom, there will be no end. That promise was for her. But then there's also a promise in there for us that his kingdom will never end. What does the Bible say about the promises of God? They are in Christ. They are yes and amen. <clears throat> in other words, he's already said yes. We, we obtain those promises with our amen. I love this church for a lot of reasons, but it's always been an amen church. You can preach here and you, if you tap into the Word and you start preaching truth, you, you'll get an amen out of this place. And it's, not, it's actually not hype. Amen is a, is a powerful word. When we say amen, some people think it's like the end. Dear Lord, bless this food, bless it to our bodies. The end. It's like a Christian, the end. It's not. Amen, it's actually the opposite. It's really just the beginning. When you say amen, what are you, what are you saying? Truth, so be it. Let it be done. So if Pastor Tark's up here preaching, that, you know, or anyone's preaching that, that he's the God that healeth thee, he's a God that, that he healed all kinds of diseases. Whatever the, whatever the challenge is, and you sit there or stand there or where you're standing, you say, Amen. What you're doing is you are taking that word, you're reaching and taking it by faith and saying, I'm, I'm partaking of that word. And spiritually, I'm coming to an agreement. So you might sit here and someone next to you shouts, Amen, every now and then, or you're in a prayer meeting. People are walking around the building, praying, seeking God. And someone's praying, Father, we pray for our church. And yes, Amen. All you're doing, it, 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 it's supernatural agreement. It's a unifying supernatural natural, powerful thing that when we bring our amen into contact with God's yes, the promises start to come to pass in our life. And I wonder here what God's promised you that you need to amen. Some of us, we doubt the promises of God. I wanna amen the promises of God for this church and, and for the future of this house and what God wants to do here, New Zealand and beyond. I'm, wouldn't it be great if it could double next year? Wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it be great if, oh man, wouldn't it be great to just see a, a greater harvest, a greater impact and, and God to do something? That's why you need to lend your amen to the vision here because it's breathed by God. The promise, number, number three. So we have a declaration, we have a promise. Number three, we have an empowering the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. When the Holy Ghost comes upon a believer, something is always birthed. 
when the Spirit of God comes upon a Christian. I used to preach this sermon. I still do occasionally. It's called the, I probably possibly preached it here. But I preached this message out of Acts 2. It says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all one accord in one place. And suddenly there was a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as fire. And they sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with the tongues of the Spirit. And that utterance. In the, in the original King James, the first four verses of Acts chapter 2 contains the word and seven times. Because you can read all through Scripture and you'll so often read about the Holy Spirit and power, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost and fire. You you, you go through. In other words, whenever the Holy Spirit comes upon you, here it says the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. That's why we're so big here on the power of the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit brings all of the ends of God into your life. When you get filled with the Spirit, you're not just getting... a touch of the Spirit, what's left in you is power. What's, what's left in you is anointing. What's, what, what comes upon your life is, is, is a, a, you step into the supernatural. It's not just tongues. I believe in praying in tongues. I pray in tongues every day of my life. But when it comes to the baptism in the Spirit, tongues is not the goal. Tongues is the gateway. Tongues is the door to enter into the supernatural life. So, so that's why we emphasise it so much. But it's not the end in itself. It's actually the beginning. I love it. The Bible says they're all filled with the Holy Ghost and begin to speak in other tongues. Tongues is the beginning. That's, the, that's like step one into the supernatural life. Oh, then you walk in prophecy, the word of knowledge, the gift of faith, the gift of healing. Oh man, you get the deeper you go, the more you step into supernatural anointing. The Holy Ghost overshadowed her and something was birthed on the inside of it. When the Holy Spirit overshadows a church, something is birthed on the inside of it. Can we clap our hands? <laughs> Overshadow, what a word. Because we can get overshadowed by everything that's going on in the world. I remember even the beginning of COVID being overshadowed by how's a church going to survive this? I remember there's been times where where your health is failing you. It can overshadow you. That's why we need to stay under the anointing of God, let the anointing of God overshadow us and then he produces hope he produces victory he produces all the good things in your heart and in your life in the name of Jesus you know even in our church we had a season where we just seemed to have miracles on on every side and there there was four weeks where we had four confirmed four weeks in succession where every Sunday we testified someone had been healed of cancer one guy comes into our church he's maybe a year or so older than me got bowel cancer. They said he, he, he was going to die, but he just wouldn't die. And, and he's been completely healed by the power of God. We've just seen miracle after miracle. We've got a lady in our church right now. And let me tell you, when I say she's been saved out of the world, she, she has been saved out of the world. She's in church every Sunday, failing health. And she keeps telling me things like, I keep going to get checkups and everything's coming down. Everything's starting to get where it could be. She goes, I don't know. She would say things to me like, I don't even know where, where I'd be if I hadn't found this church. And I tell her, you know, it's actually not that you found this church. You, you, you found Jehovah Rapha, you found Jesus, you found hope and you found the goodness of God. But thank God our church allows Him to do, gives freedom for God to do what He wants to do. But the overshadowing presence of God, you know, I feel like in every service, Pastor Tark closed out conference. He just gave room. It wasn't, all right, let's move to the next session. He just gave room for the Spirit of God to just overshadow. There were some songs 
where I don't think anyone really laid hands on me, but I felt like I had about 10 hands laid on me. I didn't, I didn't have human hands laid on me, but I had that nail scarred hand of Calvary laid hands on me so many times. When you started singing, I see the Lord and oh man, I just, I just feel like, feel like I, I, I should pay my own registration for the conference. <laughs> but I want the $40 deal. I don't want this $75 nonsense. I'm not, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then the fourth thing we see is a word of faith. I love this because God speaks through the angel. He says, for with God, verse 37, nothing will be impossible. And Mary says this, I love this. I love this. I love this so much. She says, behold, the maid servant of the Lord. And she says, let it be me according to your word. I, I was raised, my pastor really is Russell Evans, but, but more so his father is now 88 and he, you know, he's, he's slowed down a little bit now. But his dad was my pastor for my childhood pastor, I still, I still hold him in that esteem as a mighty man of God. And, but he'd always preach on, he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And he'd always preach this, Pastor Tuck, do you know what the reward is? And we'd, we'd all, we all knew what it was, but we'd still say, no, it wasn't a lie. It was just to keep the thing flowing. And uh, he'd say, what's the reward? And he said, it's a word from God. If you come to him, He'll give you a word. And you can always stand on that word. You can always, you know, I, I, I've had times where the winds blow and the challenges come, but when you've got a word to stand on, you can get through it. Mary had a word from God. Can you imagine the, the, the opposition that came her way? <laughs> and it wasn't just short-term opposition. Years later, when Jesus started moving in the Spirit, what did people start saying? That's the carpenter's son. People didn't believe. There was doubt over that whole situation for a long time. She lived under that doubt. But what I see beautiful in here, she was so willing to overcome all of that and stand on one word from God. And, and the angel says, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. There's nothing God cannot do. Mark 9, 23, if you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for those who believe. Matthew 19, 26, Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible. With God, all things. Somebody say all things. He said again in Luke chapter 18, what's impossible with man is possible with God. I, I love this scripture in the Old Testament. Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. We used to sing the song, Ah, Lord God, thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thy great power. I gotta stop because I gotta just go into that. Nothing is too difficult for thee. Anyway, Mary received the word and by faith gave it permission. The first words in scripture, maybe if Sister Keyboard can come were not designed for communication. They were designed for creation. Words have power. I'll quickly show you Genesis 1 and then we'll go, we'll go home. <laughs> Pastor Tark's taking me to my favourite restaurant for lunch. I'm not going to tell you where it is because this time that's really where we're going. And <laughs> Wendy's. Pastor Tug said, you've worked so hard, I'm gonna take you somewhere classy this weekend. <laughs> McDonald's, ah, oh, there you go. 
Can I say, well, you go there, Pastor Tark, when he goes to McDonald's, it's very spiritual for him. He actually steps into old school King James AOG. He says to them, bestow upon me your biggest Mac and a pound a quarter thereof. <laughs> In the beginning, Genesis 1 says this, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And then verse two, then God said, let there be light. And then verse four, and God saw. Verse six, God said. Verse nine, God said. Verse 11, God said. Verse 12, and God saw. God said, verse 14, verse 18, and God saw. Verse 20, God said, let the waters abound. And in verse 21, and God saw that it was good. Verse 24, God said, let the earth bring forth the living creature according to its kind. And verse 25, and God saw that it was good. Verse 26, then God said, let us man make man in our image. And it goes on, so forth and so on. And verse 21, then God saw everything that He had made. And indeed, it was very good. God said, and God saw. You know, you and I can declare the Word by faith. I'm not trying to deify Pastor Tark, but he came to Adelaide in 2019. Pastor Tark said, and our church saw. What do you need to speak to? What situation do we need to speak to? It's not like just mindless confession. This isn't chanting or this is just declaring the Word of God. Brother Hagen used to say, uh, faith is not denial. So you don't lie. In other words, if you're sick, you don't just walk around, no, I'm well. You got one leg hanging off. You, you, you know, I'm, I know the leg's fine, glory to God. <laughs> he doesn't say deny it, but what you do is you bring truth to it. See, the facts may be you're sick, but the truth always trumps the facts. And so the facts may be you're dealing with a challenge. Don't go there and say, no, 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 I'm not. What you do is you say, I am actually walking through this, but by faith I declare the Word of God. Nothing's too difficult for thee. Nothing's too hard, nothing's impossible. I don't know what you're facing today. By the way, I love this nine o'clock crowd. Pastor Tark said it's his favourite service. He loves them. I said, what do you think of the 11? He said, not much. In fact, you might not know this, but I met his brother this week. They look alike. Oftentimes, Pastor Tark, he goes home, just gets his brother to preach. No one, no one knows. I actually heard the church was really growing since you started doing that. <laughs> Can we stand for a minute? We're going to pray. We'll have you out of here in a couple of minutes. Here's the first point number six is you need to come to church tonight because we're going to have a Holy Ghost night. So tonight is the final session of New Zealand and beyond. And I'm believing God. I'm believing God for the fire. It's the service where it's not on TV. It's a, we can, anything can happen tonight. We'll lay hands on the sick. They'll recover. We'll pray for people. The fire of God's gonna be in the house. All right, let's pack this place out. Let's have a revival. Let's have the wildest thing happening in Auckland. Some of you are like, oh no, I'm not coming tonight. Yes, you are. Yeah, in Jesus' Name. And, and uh, praise, you need a pack. What was that? It's a declaration. Grace. Gra- attendance, 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 attendance. You don't. You watch. People are clapping going, oh no. Fine. Do you need a miracle? Do you need a miracle? If you need a miracle, why don't we try this out? Why don't we declare the power of God? We're going to pray by faith. Why don't you lift your hands? If you, can we keep it specific for one minute? If you need a physical healing in your body, I, I, I'm not, I'm not minimising any other need, but 
I'm not talking about someone outside of this room. I'm talking about someone in, in the house right now or maybe someone watching online this morning. If you need a miracle of healing in your body, that, that's not limited to a physical, it might be something going on in your mind. And, and, and sometimes, look, I've been physically sick and there's been times I've had stuff in my mind. Sometimes the stuff in your mind's way worse than the, even the, I'd rather a sore knee every now and then than some of the challenges the enemy wants to put on people. So that's all included. But if you need a healing in your body right now, where you are in the house, would you lift your hands to God of heaven and earth? In the name of Jesus, let it be according to Your Word. Father, I thank You this morning that You're in this house by Your Spirit. There's nothing too hard for You. Father, this morning, I'm asking You to come by Your power, come by Your Spirit, come by Your anointing. Father, would You touch people today? Lord God, there's hands lifted. More hands are lifted than not. There's great need in this room. Father, we speak to sickness. We speak to disease. We break its power right now in the Name of Jesus. In the Name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Be healed, be loosed of that bond right now. In the mighty Name of Jesus, be made well, be made whole, be healed in Jesus' Name. And Father, we thank You for it this morning. In the mighty Name, in the strong Name, in the matchless Name of Jesus, may the good hand of God be extended to every person. Right now, be made well. I'm just gonna let this breathe for about 30 seconds. There's an anointing on it. Be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed, be healed. Right now. In the Name of Jesus. Why don't you just reach into the heavenly realm, take what you need, say it's mine in Jesus' Name. Just take it, take it by faith. I'm a little undone this morning. Feel heaven in this place. Just put your hands down for one moment. Maybe, maybe here and, and right now, if, if, if you were to describe how you feel, you just say you're hurting on the inside. You got pain in your heart. I don't know. Some of you might be facing a challenge or a disappointment. I don't, I don't know what that is, but I just wonder if that's you this morning. It's just something on the inside. You, you, you're feeling the weight maybe of grief or of hurt or something that's going on in your world. If that's you, just lift your hands to God. He's, he's going to come. He's going to come. Father, in Jesus' Name, you are, you are the burden bearer. Lord, we're asking for You to come today in the Name of Jesus. Father, touch Your people today. Often we pray for a breakthrough and, and we think sometimes that's an escape. The Bible says we're more than conquerors. The conqueror spirit actually walks through the season but understands they're walking hand in hand with God and He'll give you peace. And Father, I'm asking, give people illogical joy, illogical peace. Lord God, even in a storm, may people just walk through going, I don't even understand why I'm so blessed. Why I'm enjoying the goodness of God. And Father, I thank You for that. 
in the name of Jesus. Can we just give the Lord a hand of praise? And I just wonder before, <coughs> before I hand back to Pastor, and I just wanna ask one question. If every person could bow their heads in prayer for just one moment. Sunday morning church. You cannot have Sunday morning church without giving people this opportunity. Maybe you're here. You've never ever surrendered your life to the ownership of Jesus Christ. You've never given your heart to Jesus. Maybe you're here this morning and you say, David, I haven't been living the way I should. I need to get saved. I need to get my life right with God. I haven't been walking with Him. I know, I know that I know that I know that I need Christ to come into my heart. I need Him to be the Lord of my life. I don't know where you're at, but what I do know is Jesus loves you. Maybe Maybe you're here today and you say, David, I've never never given my heart to Jesus. I've never known the joys of my sins being forgiven. I know that I need to give my heart to Christ. I need to get my life right. I haven't been living the way I should. I know that today is my day. Today is a day of victory for me. Whether it's the first time, maybe you've never given your heart to Jesus. You can leave this place and literally know the joy of your sin being forgiven. Or maybe you're here and you'd say, David, I've never... I have walked with God, but stuff's happened and it's gotten the way of God on me. You know, Jesus will never fail you. will never walk away. The Bible actually says nothing can snatch you out of the hands of God, but we can walk away from God, you know. And today I just want to ask that person, maybe you're here and you say, I need, to, I need to give my life back to Jesus. I always tell our church every Sunday morning, you can take, the Bible says, draw near to God, He'll draw near to you. You take one step towards Him. He'll take the ten step. He'll t- t- take the ten thousand steps towards you. Your heads are bowed. Your eyes are closed. If you'd say, "David, that's me. I need to give my heart to Christ. I need to get my life right with Jesus." Right across the house, every head bowed, every person in prayer. If that's you, and you'd say, "David, I need to get saved," would you lift your hand so I can see who you are? God bless you back there, sir. Is there any, anybody else that would say yes to Jesus? Right across the house. Is there anybody else that would say, up in the balcony on the floor, is there anybody else this morning that would say, David, pray for me, I need Jesus. I need to get my life right with God. God bless you down here, it's awesome. Is there anybody else that would say, today's my day, today's my day. Are there others this morning that would say yes to Jesus? You need to get your life right with God. I don't wanna drag it out. But if you lifted, yeah, God bless you, it's fantastic. I'm so proud of you. You're amazing, it's amazing. We're going we're gonna to pray a prayer. Do I bring them forward or leave them in their seats today, Pastor? If you lifted your hand and in the closing minutes, I've got one minute left of my time. If you, but Pastor Tark, he can take over he likes. He's the boss. He is, but if you lifted your hand and you'd say, Dave, I need to give my heart to Jesus. There's a young lady, young man, a brother back here. If that's you, would you just let me pray for you here at the front? I don't want to embarrass you, but just step out of your seat and come. Just stand right here. I'm going to pray for you. I promise you, don't be embarrassed. The church don't care. They've all done it. They've done, they care. They're pumped, but they don't. Just come, just come. Just come. What's your name? Let me shake your hand. Congratulations, man. Come on, church. Give me a big hand. 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 Just come, just come. You know, you, God's been working on you this week. I, I was standing behind you in worship the other night. I saw you lift your hands. I'm pretty sure you did not put your hands down for like an hour. I thought that girl would have no blood flow left in her hands. She's going to be like that the rest of her life. But it was, I was so inspired by that. I, I was, Felt like I need to lift mine for a long period of time just to keep up with you. God has done a work in your life. You're never going to be the same again. We're so proud of you guys. Let's pray. 
If you just repeat this prayer after me, Pastor Tark, it's, t- it's 10.25, so I'm handing the meeting over to you now. Uh, so during this prayer, feel free to grab any mic you like. You're the boss and I respect time, especially at the nine o'clock service. Stretch your hands out to these guys. Can you guys close your eyes and we're going to pray together. Just repeat this after me. Maybe if some of the pastors nearby can just come and stand with them, pray with them. Is that all right? Just come, just come. Look after them. Let's pray this together as a church for these guys here at the front. I'm so proud of you. Dear God in heaven, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus. Sorry for my sin, for the things I've done and for the way I've lived. Please forgive me. Wash me. Cleanse me. Make me new. Give me a new beginning and give me a brand new start. Right now, Lord Jesus, I make you the Lord of my life. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for me. Thank you for rising again for me. And thank you that you're coming back again. And from this moment, I am washed. I'm cleansed. I'm forgiven. I'm on my way to heaven. I'm born again. And I'm saved by the grace of God. In Jesus' Name. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Pastor Tuck.